Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident and a six times gold medalist in the transplant games of america get ready for shut up and grind here's your host robert b foster All righty. Happy Friday, everyone. This is Rob Foster, host of Shut Up and Grind with yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So this was not on the regular schedule, but we wanted to come to you tonight because I have a special guest. And she is here with me now. This is Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> All right. Nicole is a Cranston native for nearly three decades. She's a 2002 graduate of Cranston High School West. I almost wrote Cranston West High School, but I know that's not Cranston Cranstonian correct. She is also she was also an all-state athlete. She's a college D1 athlete, also graduated from Florida State University, right? FSU? Mm-hmm. Okay, Florida yep. State University. She's also a youth sports coach, a married mom of three, and she will be Cranston's next citywide councilwoman. So thank you for joining me on such short notice. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. So let's dive right in. So with everything else on your resume that I just read, what made you decide to want to run for citywide councilwoman? Well, um, to be honest with you, I have always been super involved in the community um, now as a coach, but obviously as a mother, I'm involved at my kids. I've seen how important it is to be involved and to know what's going on and to have a voice and how to, to make change relative to that. So I was approached by more than one person about running for city council because this year there'll be five seats open on the council. Okay. And so I, it was intriguing. I was honored and flattered to be asked. Um, so I, I did my homework. I talked to my family, my friends, and then I spoke to Mayor Fong and a few um, council people that I know. And um, then I you know, really thought about it. And I, really, I decided after I got quarantined um, so during COVID, so a lot of people say, oh, did you get into this before COVID and, you know, then you were hit with this or did you decide after and actually being quarantined and seeing, um, you know, thinking more about this important point we are 
in in history with the city, um, I thought, well, there's all these seats open and I know that I am a trustworthy person. I care about Cranston, I care about kids and I will work super hard. So I should, you know, throw my hat in the ring and see if I can get one of those seats because this is an important, you know, juncture for the city. And yep. moving forward, I think I could do a good job. So it seemed right the right time to get involved. Awesome, great answer. All right, so I've seen on your on your campaign, you're constantly putting, I am not a politician. And that's great. Now, and I, I know you, I have no problem saying that I know you. And people that know me know that I wouldn't align myself with anyone that didn't have the right values for this job. So, well, for this position. But my question is, so why did you choose to run as a Republican? So I have been pretty independent my, my whole life. I'm very moderate. So anything that I'm running on, I feel like I could kind of be on, on both sides of the aisle. I'm not ex extreme in one direction. Um, I was a registered Republican. My father's a registered Republican, more so based on um, financial responsibility. The American dream has always been a huge part of, of how I grew up. So that's something that I definitely um, take from the national agenda. But um, the Republicans are, you know, basically the people that I know and work with outside of city council, just in my regular life, who invited me to run on their ticket and embraced putting a woman on their ticket and endorsing a woman. And they understood my values and the Republicans that are on the council now, Ed Brady, Chris Poplowskis, Ken Hopkins, who's, who's also, who's running for mayor, they have always voted on both sides of the aisle. So I knew that I was, you know, safe and comfortable being part of that team. So I didn't really look at it as being a Republican. I looked at it as being part of that team. Okay. And I, and I went with it. All right. And Very I took good. a lot, I take a lot of uh, crap for it too. So <laughs> I'm willing to do that, to be on that team. Yeah, I mean, you you know, in, in almost anything that's done out there, you're never going to please 100% of people all the time. And no matter what, what it is, I have to make decisions in a day to day basis where some people say yay, other people say nay. And that's just the nature of the beast. But if anyone can handle that grind, I know it's you. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So you had mentioned COVID a second ago. So how do you think we'll start with the state first? How do you think the governor has handled this pandemic so far? I have to say that initially, I was really impressed with the governor. She was always present. She was calm. You know, she really shut things down and seemed in control. And, you know, prior to that, I wasn't the hugest fan of the governor. And so I even, you know, called my dad. I said, I'm so impressed with Gina Raimondo. She's really um, working with the Department of Health and following Dr. Alexander Scott's recommendations. and. I thought that that was the perfect thing to do because you have to trust science and the people at health. Yes. And I worked um, in the health insurance department before and we worked closely with the department of health. So I do know Dr. Alexander Scott and I know she, she knows her stuff. So I was really impressed as time went on. And I think the governor became a little hypocritical and that would, that bothers me about anyone. So when, you know, she's going to big events and not wearing a mask, I get it. You can forget your mask, but you, you have a bunch of people that work for you. How do you not have a mask in your pocket? You're not saying a good example for the public. Yeah. And then now with holding on to the CARES money, I have a major problem with that. All multiple other states, most of the other states have given out 
that money to help small businesses, to help the schools. And now it's almost like, you know, the cities are getting, getting into trouble and people are looking at them like, oh, you should fund the schools now. Well, then they'll have to fund the schools going forward. And the city is already having trouble bringing in tax money because, you know, like restaurants can't stay open at capacity. So I think that she has done a really a disservice to the citizens of the state by holding on to that CARES money. I don't know if she's trying to, you know, fill the gaps in her own budget, but more than the governor, the general assembly should be ashamed of themselves for not going back to work when the cities and towns have, you know, at least been on Zoom running their meetings. They spent upwards of, don't quote me on this, $166,000 on plexiglass, which they could have bought in the state for a lot cheaper yeah. and had one meeting in person. And I think that that's shameful. We don't have a budget and we can't fund our schools, but we have to send teachers and students back to them. And so now I don't really like how it's going and they're going to roll it back. And I just don't see how we can move forward as a state and then as a city, as communities. I think it's making everything worse because we're more divisive um, than ever. But I mean, there's a lot of stress because people yeah. don't know what to do, what's what's going on. So she needs to take control back and be that calm force that's there giving reports, but making sense because now people are over it and they're they're just over it and they're going, they're not being logical anymore because they're so upset, I think. Yes. Yeah. I was listening to her address today and listening, I mean, reading some of the comments. Now I realize there's a bunch of trolls on these things, but mm -hmm. I, I filtered them out. And you just look at the bulk of what people are saying. I think you hit the nail right on the head that people are just over it now. They're just really over it. And we understand, you know, that's not to belittle people that have suffered real, real damage from it. But 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 at the same token, other people are suffering mental, mental health issues, financial issues, having relationship issues. Like it's it goes really deep. So I, I, oh, I definitely sure. I definitely agree something needs to be done. But you're on the home stretch. So the election is Tuesday. So yep. if you get the vote for that position, what's the what's your number one priority that you want to tackle if, if you get in? I have I have so many priorities, but I'd say the first thing that we have to do is get a handle on the budget. And I know that's not the most that's not the most exciting thing that I could say because yeah. you know I'm excited about I want things to be more transparent and accessible and fix the schools and work with the community. But first and foremost, we have to get a handle on the budget. We don't even know how bad the situation is. So we don't know how to fix it. Yeah. So, you know, once we figure that out, we'll have to go line by line, see where we can, you know, cut spending and get rid of things in different departments that we don't necessarily, you know, need right now. We need them obviously because we approve them, but maybe we can do without for X amount of months or, you know, do more with less for a little while. I'm kind of, I have a creative mind in, in that way. So yeah. I hope that I'll be able to help with that and, you know, to get a little creative, but we need to fix the budget. And I don't want to raise taxes on people who are at the same time losing their businesses. Their mental health isn't good. They might be losing their houses. They might be out of work still. And, you know, we don't know if we're getting another stimulus. I don't know if they're still getting unemployment. So I don't want to really fix the budget that way, yeah. but we have to do it. Yeah. So and that would be the first thing. Okay. And as you said, talking about the budget's never, never a sexy topic. Mm -mm. And I overhear a lot of people always saying, oh, all they care about is money. All they care about, about is money. 
And I always push back and say, how do you run your household? Right? It's yeah. like, like you run your household on a budget. You just can't go out and just spend what you don't have. And people just have to realize that government's the same way. You know, so exactly. I think yeah, so I definitely think that that's key that you have to know what you're working with before you can go out and really make the impact in the community that you want to. Exactly. And Mayor Fong has done, you know, a, a, an amazing job over the, the last 12 years, like building up the rainy day fund and being, you know, super fiscally responsible. So I think we have to we have to continue that. Otherwise, you know, we can't get the bond rating that we need to get the bonds to do all these other things that we want to do. So it's all, it's all connected, but first we have to, we have to be fiscally responsible and we have to take care of these things, yeah. you know, before we can do anything else. Like you said at home, when my kids want something for Christmas, like they can't get everything they want if I didn't pay the mortgage and put food in the fridge. That's just not how it works. So exactly. we'll have to make some compromises and I hope that everyone will be able to just, you know, work together and do what's right for the city, not Democrat, Republican, just, what's right for Princeton, I think that's the most important thing. Okay, that's great. All right, so for registered voters out there, so I, I know I, I, didn't, I didn't discuss this with you, but for registered vote, voters out there who might be disgusted with the way the presidential campaign is going right now and are opting to not vote, like what would you say to them knowing that it's not just about the president, because I believe there's Congress seats available, there's Senate seats available, there's the, the, the council seats available, and there's many re referendums. So what would you say to those people who are thinking of not voting just because they may not like either presidential candidate? I think that people need to really sit and think long and hard about what affects their daily lives. Who takes care of you know the streets that you drive down? Who picks up your trash? Who is in charge of your taxes? Who funds your police department You know to keep you safe? Who funds the fire department, um, the schools, your community that you live in? And that's your local government. So those are the people you need to learn about, know what their priorities are, you know where they stand, what their agendas are, why they're doing this and what they wanna do for you, call them. Most people list their phone numbers. If you have a question, ask. I've had multiple people call me, senior citizens asking, you know, when the senior center is going to open, that's their priority. If you have priorities that hit close to home, it's your local officials that are going to get that stuff done for you. So I would invite you, you know, to, to think of it that way, because the national politics is uh, really polarizing right now. And I think it's making everyone really upset and they're totally, you know, justifiable in their feelings especially when you look at the media and everything that's being put in front of people's face now. Yes. But what's important is, is close to home. So you should go vote for the people who are going to help you close to home. And for, like you said, the referendums, the bond issues, if we want, if you stepped into a school lately, it, my high school looks like it did when I went to high school for the most part. Mm. And I know, you know, my son's elementary school now he's in middle school but they still had portable classrooms. And, you know, I know that the ventilation systems are not good because that was, you know, one of the problems getting kids back to school with COVID. So there are things to fix in those schools and there's a huge bond on the ballot. And right now we have such a good bond rating that now is like a once in a lifetime, you know, event to get that passed. Yes. So that would be a real important one. Yes, let me read a little from that. So that's local question two on the Cranston referendum is offering $147 million and it will affect the, I, I, sorry, 
It says not limited to Garden City, Garden City Elementary, Eden Park Elementary, Gladstone, Parkview Middle, and Cranston High School West. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think like anyone that would not approve that, you know, I mean, I'm not here to judge the way some, someone would vote, but uh, to me, that one's a no-brainer. Well, for sure. And some people have actually said to me, I, I don't have kids in school anymore. So, you know, frankly, Nicole, I don't, I don't care that much about schools, but I think that a lot of stuff starts with school and education. So if you have quality education in your city, you're going to attract, you know, quality workers because they want their kids to go to quality schools without necessarily having to pay for private school. And then I also think, you know, I'm big into homegrown talent. So I think the career and technical school and the pathways at Cranston East, we can literally grow our own talent that can then be part of economic development here in Cranston. So I really think that it's a no-brainer. And also on top of our great bond rating, I believe Ride is offering up to 70% 70 back on that. So Ride is actually going to be paying a huge chunk of that. Wow. So why not go for it? It seems like a gift. That's that's good stuff. (laughs) It's good stuff. And to, to piggyback on what you said about people saying that they don't have kids, I'll even use myself as an example. Granted, I have kids, but I'm 46 years old. So 20 years from now, I'm going to be a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. So th- those kids who are in school now are going to be the next generation of leaders. Yep. So if you look at it that way, it's still important to put this through because the people sure. who, who might be taking care of me in 25 years, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're in school now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and another one on here. So I know you are a longtime athlete and coach. So local question number five, is $2 million towards up, up, um, upgrading the playgrounds and athletic fields. So again, seems like another one, like why would you not? Exactly, like kids need safe places to play and to participate in athletics. It has definitely been proven that kids who are involved in sports get in less trouble, get better grades. It, sports are family affair, um, especially it doesn't have to be a travel team. I'd like local teams to play locally Yes. Um, even on, on top of that, where they want to put a Costco, we would love to put a huge recreational complex. That's mm. a whole separate idea. Yeah. But keeping things in Cranston means people will stay in Cranston, which means then teams are going out to eat in Cranston. And then maybe they're going to buy their cleats in Cranston. They're spending more money here and we're making more money and everyone is happy at the same time. So again, while we have this great bond uh, status, we might as well take advantage of it. Yes, perfect. And let's go over one more. Let's talk to the homeowners out there. So what's what, one of the biggest parts of owning a home is property taxes. So on local question number 11, there's a proposed property tax levy cap. Can, can you just go into more detail into what that means? So that is um, pretty much to protect homeowners from their taxes increasing over 3%. So currently I believe the state has a 4% cap. So this would be lowering that, which makes it you know more friendly to homeowners to live in Cranston. And when you have more homeowners in Cranston, you have more business that wants to come to Cranston. So again, it, it, all, it all goes together and you're helping people financially be confident that they can stay and live in Cranston because you know people are thinking about what their next step is right now when they're financially strapped. Should I sell my house? Should I should I move here? Should I do this? No, stay in Cranston. We're gonna fix the budget. 
We're going to cap your taxes. We're going to bring in more small businesses. We want to make more ball fields. We want to fix the schools. Stay here and help us do this. Be nice. a little bit patient. We're going to get it done. Nice. I love it. I love it. All right. So talk to your Cranston residents. Why should they trust you with their vote? Why should they trust me with their vote? Yep. Okay. Well, like, like I say all the time, I'm not a politician. And what I mean by that is politician has always, for as long as the word has been around, it's had, you know, a side note, a connotation that was negative. That's about ego and about your own personal agenda. And that's not at all why I'm running for city council. I look at it as I was, I was born and raised here and I, I love this city and everything about it. It's like working for your family business versus working for a, a huge corporation. I want to be your city council person because I want Cranston to be even better for the next generations, for my kids, you know, your kids, people's grandkids, the kids I coach. I want it to be even better than it was for me growing up. And I know that I have the passion and the heart and I'm, I'm invested in doing that because I'm invested in Cranston. Um, you can, you can ask around. I, I'm an, I'm an honest person. I'm going to, I'm going to say it like it is. I'm going to vote for things that are good for Cranston, whether, you know, no matter what side of the aisle that they're on, there might be a little R next to my name on the ballot, but I, I'm going to be Nicole Renzulli no matter what. And I'm going to be honest and do what's good for the city. And, you know, I hope that you will give me a chance to, I hope you voters will give me a chance to show you what I'm all about and what the people I coach and the people that know me, you know, know about me. I'm going to go to bat for you. This is not about me. It's about you. Awesome. Awesome. And, and knowing you personally, I can a hundred percent attest to all of that. Cause as I said, I wouldn't have you on here if I didn't know your moral character and the person that you are and everything that you just said, it's spot on. Like if you don't, if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question because you're going to give it to them straight. You're going to give it to them black and white, but you're going to give it to them in the way that benefits them. And when I was thinking of having you come on, because in a lot of ways we're alike, because I run my gym the same way. When people come to me and say, Rob, I can't X, Y, Z, they get it black and white. And if any of, any of them are listening now, they know that that's 100% true. And mm -hmm. that's, I, I really think that's the difference of being a politician and not being a politician, because the politicians cater to what, what the party wants. Yep. You know, and whereas if you're actually in it for the people, then your, your true character is going to shine through. And yep. you, you definitely do, do that. And, and that's uh, important to me. It's, it's really important to me and, you know, to show my children and the kids that I work with every day that this is how you should be. And if everyone was like this, and I think a lot of people inside maybe start off in politics, you know, wanting to do that and then, you know, kind of move over and move over. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, we can bridge the divides if everybody's in it for the right reasons. Yep. And I want to show the kids that I've influenced over that, that, that that's possible. I've had more political conversation, you know, with children in the last four months when they find out that I'm, I'm running for city council than I've ever had with anyone probably in my whole life. Yeah. And I know it's possible because, you know, I have friends on city council now, Ed Brady is a, is a prime example of someone who just has always been really community minded. And that's why he got into politics. And if he was able to accomplish going on both sides of the aisle, I see no reason why I shouldn't be able to. And I'll tell you this, that running, um, 
even just for city council as a woman has been extremely challenging. Um, I get harassed. I've been trolled, whether it's, you know, outwardly, like I've had to have the police involved with some harassment things or whether it's, you know, passive aggressively on Facebook with, you know, people that don't like me for one reason or the other. And, you know, my husband said like, Nicole, if this is too much, you, you don't have to do this. And I said, I do have to do this because I'm going to get through this and hopefully I will win and I will do a good job. And I will show the, the teenagers that I coach and my own daughters that this is what you can do. And by the time they get there, if this is something they want to do, hopefully they won't have to, they won't have to put up with this. It'll be, you know, a little more of a smooth ride. Um, and, you know, I don't want a lighter load. I just want a stronger back. And that's what I'm, I'm working through. I'm out there every day, you know, just, just hustling. Basically, that's how you know me as a hustler. Yep. Everything I do, exactly. I will get it done no matter how I have to do it. But I'll be honest with you. I think that's why right now in Cranston, we only have one elected, you know, female official. That's Lamas Vargas in Ward 1. You know, we have other people running now. And I think that's fantastic. The people are really sticking their neck out there because it's, it's hard. And, I, you know, I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I'm looking for sympathy. I'm not. I'm just letting everyone know that it's different, especially in a pandemic when, you know, unfortunately, and this is statistically, women have had to take a brunt, the brunt of, you know, the distance learning and the child duties. And, you know, that's just the way that it is. A lot of women have, have quit their jobs and I'm looking to take on more, yep. but I, I'll do it for Cranston because I, I love Cranston. And I know that if I can get through it, I'll make a difference. I love it. I love it. And so regardless of what happens on, on Tuesday, just getting through what you just shared is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And like, we don't have to go deep, deep into it, but like I've been speaking out more about the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot, lot of people know my stance on it. Mm -hmm. And what you j just said play, played into what, what I was saying in the last video I posted about it, that there's struggles across the board. And I was like, women have str struggles. People with disabilities have struggles. Like th there's, there's so many different, different forms. I, I just call it different forms of hate. Yeah. And the way you said how you're teaching your kids, I said the same thing about mine. Like I show, I show this picture all the time of Ben and Ricky. You know, you know my boys. I do. It's like one's lighter, one's darker. So like, should I, should I be raising them differently because of the way they look? You know what I mean? No. Absolutely not. Like I, but I let them know. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be roadblocks out there. But you know what? You can get around roadblocks. Like there's mm -hmm. gonna be mountains. You can climb mountains. It's like I don't let them know that. Oh, you're gonna have this. You're gonna have that. It's like no, no, no. This is your goal. And if you have to do this to get there, that then you do what's necessary. Yeah. It's like we don't we don't cry about the path forward. We just make ourselves strong enough to handle the journey. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You got to do what you got to do. If you want something, you know, you'll either make it happen or you'll make an excuse. Yeah, it's up to you. That's that's not to say that, you know, there's there are some challenges that are been, you know, inherently ingrained into society for sure. Yeah. But you yourself are the only person that has control over, you know, your your destiny, I think. Exactly. Right here on my wall. I have core values. It might mess up the camera angle, but I just wanted to show. Core values. First one, don't make excuses, make it happen. 
<laughs> the first yeah, I didn't one. even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's the very first one. All right, so this was a great, great chat. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, just just thank you so much for having me on here. Um, let me talk to you a little bit about you know my views and you know what I have to offer. I think there's a ton of great candidates running for city council. You know, running for other seats in government, running for mayor, and I just you know I invite you to really get to try and get to know the candidates. There's only a few days left, so. You know, you're you're looking at websites, you're looking at brochures and things that come in the mail, but really try and look at the per look how they are as a person, where they're from, what they stand for, what they're what they're trying to do. I can tell you that I'm honestly trying to do this because I love Cranston, where I'm from. I, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an executive, I don't I'm not a high up in in the government in another city. So, but what I have to offer as far as how much I care. I don't think anyone else can compare in that regard. So that, that's okay. awesome. That's a perfect way, way to, to sign off right there. <laughs> it's perfect. So again, this is Nicole Renzulli running for citywide council in Cranston. And hopefully she can become the second female elected official. All right. So thank you I, very, very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I love My your pleasure. I love your podcast so far. I'm going to keep listening. Awesome. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you to everyone who tuned in. Don't don't sign off yet. All right, guys, have a great night. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.